0: Sometimes needing new tyres can catch us by surprise. That's why tyre gives you the power of zip pay and zip money. You can get what you need now, get back on the road safely and pay for it later. Terms and conditions apply. So visit tyrepower.com.au or call 13 91 right Welcome to All Talk with Hello Sport on SEN. All thanks to Neds. Whatever you bet on, take it to the Neds
1: level. Gamble responsibly. Hello and welcome to another episode of All Talk. You're here with Tom Birmingham and Edward Simpson from the Hello Sport podcast, coming to you on SEN. Now, this week we are speaking to a two-time world champion of the pool. He's been to Olympics, he's won medals, he's had controversy, he's tall, statuesque even good looking the one and only james the missile magnuson welcome missile how you going well have you got your
2: own gym this is, this my is it, gym. Eh? yeah Just trying
1: to work because i know i've seen your training and shit on your social i wasn't sure if you were it's only open it two weeks
2: ago oh hectic um, what's that experience like it's full on like the full-on part starts now with all the marketing and stuff and yeah. you know getting people through the doors and sales calls Like cold calling people? Not cold calling. Like we got social ads running and all that. But calling someone and being like, hey, left a lead form. Do you want to sign up to my gym? I'm like, whoa, that's full on. How do how do
0: do do you say it's the missile?
2: Short no you up. don't open with the missile no 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 so i had one of you my should mates. do a
0: b testing like open with the missile versus yeah. not opening with the missile <laughs> see
2: how you go
0: maybe even get into the eye yeah. with your shirt off and point at your olympic <laughs> have you, i'm assuming you've got you've one you've got an
2: olympic tattoo. Sure. yeah i got the tattoo. Yeah yeah, yeah 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 do yeah. you have to get it well that's the thing it's become super popular so i think as tattoos became popular the olympic tat is like almost compulsory now But uh, yeah I've seen a couple of the young boys From recent Olympics Just go like so like, Oh go bold. I've even seen a couple go Like full massive Olympic rings And then sitius Altius fortius That's the, like the whole Faster stronger higher Or something like yeah, that Yeah 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 They're like Not only did we go to the Olympics We know the, the motto, motto. Oh, That <laughs> is f- Dribbly. So I didn't know that saying until I saw a few blokes get it tattooed. And then I was like these new sports like breakdancing for example at the next Olympics. How does that fit into faster, stronger, higher? It doesn't like, really know. We're no, getting it a ridiculous. shit. To I'd be happy if they culled it to probably like I'll piss off a lot of people here but like maybe five sports. Really? Like running, swimming, track cycling, gymnastics, like a weightlifting or fighting or something. I like track cycling. That's pretty fun to watch. The
0: velodrome stuff I don't know. It's pretty
2: cool. Like I've spent my whole life training in institutes and stuff like in gyms and the strongest guys in the gym are always the track cyclists like the biggest, loudest, baddest dudes, track oh, cyclists. Really? I've always thought if the track cycling, like there's a fair bit of pressure to be pieced up in that sport because the outfits. It's all pressure.
1: Oh, don't you think it's the pressure to be pieced up in swimming?
2: Yeah, so swimming swimming is an interesting one, right? So if you saw those little shorts we wear mm. off the body, they're, about like, they're like a little pair of boxer shorts for like a six-year-old kid. They're tiny. So to physically get into them, you got to go a tuck method so, so you basically just mash it time, on, anyway. by the time by the time you walk out you look like a Ken doll right so you must you must you got to tuck, tuck. Yeah. proper
1: tuck then are you use you like bulldogging out the back or is it yeah, just like yeah. it's all
2: just sort of Nah, tuck straight back in between and get the separation. Is That's it like, like a is way. it like a Silence of the Lambs situation? <laughs> oh, with Buffalo Bill! With Buffalo Bill! Is yeah. it like that? <laughs> yeah. Biggest, the biggest panic you'll ever get. So to put those that little pair of pants on might take twenty minutes. No, yeah. twenty minutes. Twenty minutes, and they're made of really coarse material. So what ends up happening? You end up pulling the skin off your knuckles by the end of the week when you put a num- number on. So sometimes you're about to walk out for a world champs final and you're pissing blood out of your hands trying to pull. This suit on and tuck your
1: Jesus. Tuck do you have, do you have handlers?
2: Head. Do you have people to help? Tuckers? No, the, the Australians that, you, don't. But, the, but I bet you the Yanks have got tuckers. Not the Yanks. Sun Yang.
1: He had tuckers. That so morning, mouth Yang, cheating bastard.
2: Sun Yang used to do his I warm up, do his warm up, walk into the change rooms. And just stand there naked, Jesus on the cross, and he'd have these little Chinese blokes like <laughs> rushing about him, pulling up his suit. And the reason it's burnt into my head, it was just like a mass of pubes. <laughs> oh,
1: <laughs> <laughs> Song Yang! Yeah! Well, he's like he's like trying to be bred as like the perfect specimen, and you need like,
2: no drag. So obviously, swimmers like all shaved down everywhere. So his legs shaved down. I don't know. probably I don't think he even get torso hair. I'm not sure. But then, just like boom, massive pubes, just bushed and up. And You could barely see anything for pubes. Just like, I don't reckon he's ever even trimmed on with a pair of scissors ever.
1: And, and it was there. I mean, I don't want you to necessarily put Sun Yang's business in the streets, but it's safe to assume not much. Not much. Not doing. much to talk.
2: The opposite of Matt Shervington. Yeah, opposite of Shervo, opposite of the lunchbox. You, you were
1: never – Shervo was retired
2: before your time.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. In the swimming circles, and I don't know if you are at liberty to disclose such things, but who was the Shervo of the pool? <laughs> Probably one <laughs> – Shout out to SEM for having this on.
2: Probably there's a, there's a couple. One, like, less known one was a bloke that did 200 Butterfly called Grand Irvine. So you think, like, if you're willing to do 200 Butterfly at an elite level – you probably pieced up. Like, yeah. it takes a set of nuts to do that. Why? Because it's so... It's so hard. That's the hardest event. Right. Four laps of butterfly. Mm. Uh, that's the... That's so you, what you, is that, like, a prerequisite to probably getting a start is whip it out? I'd say so. Mm. Well, remember Nick Darcy was the 200 butterfly. Nick mm. Darcy, like, yes. have never, never seen him in the change rooms, but I would imagine based off his... His behaviour that he's hogged up. Yeah, he did carry himself like a man that was dup. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The <laughs> yeah, other one did. the other one was um, my relay teammate James Roberts was was well renowned for being hogged up. Okay. And uh, he was he was living and swimming at the AIS and apparently got about his work down there at the AIS. Really? Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did Amongst he go- all the sports. This is all
0: talk. We're Hello Sport. We're talking to James Magnuson, now James.
2: That must be one of the great
0: leg ups as a swimmer to know that you're swimming week one. You've got week two to, it's
2: good. to get down to business, as it were. Like the thing with the village is like, yeah, there's a bit of chonging going on between countries and stuff like that. But people are competing right up till the end. Mm. So for swimmers, we get to go out. Like we finish in seven days. The Olympics goes for 14 or 16 or something. So I remember London, it just turned into like this, Full bender. It was like eight, nine days. It was like schoolies. Probably one of the best weeks of my life that second week after the swimming was done. Yeah. And a bunch of Australian sponsors and uh, like different prominent Australians had opened like pop up nightclubs and stuff like that. That was just like rolling out the red carpet for Aussie athletes. And so that is like the best part of it as a swimmer is like, yep, yeah, all the pressure is like intense up front. And as Australians, we're like, the swim team better perform. Yeah. And then you're like, oh, it's done, boom, let's go. And the athletics people are just starting to get <laughs> in their work and you're like, ah, oh, suck it. Suck, dude. Like you got the marathon or something, you're like, last yeah, day. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That'd be
0: awful. Or oh. Like Even all the, te- all the team events have to play the whole time.
1: Did you f- kind of feel like rock stars a little bit though? Like whether you're like, you know, I guess, you know, in the moment you may be unaware of it, like how you might feel, but like because yeah. you're the f- Aussie swim team. It's like you're the cricketers of the pool.
2: It's a weird one because it, it sneaks up on you, and it's not until you look back on it after your career and you're like, Holy shit, that was like a pretty big deal. But when you live it, it's just life yeah. and you come to deal with it. In hindsight, some of the stuff that I went through throughout my career and some of the publicity and stuff like that, I'm like, Whoa, that got pretty loose intense, there for a while. Yeah, right? it got like, intense. That would have been yeah. an
1: intense period of your life to go. How old are you when all that, like, was it London when where it was popped sort off, of off? Like the, like, the shit was popping off?
2: Yeah, like 20. Um, you were 20 20. were you 20 20. yeah yeah 20 so i'm 31 now so i was 20 at the time Um, which is
1: funny because i remember at the time and i don't know well i would have been older than you actually but to see it through a lens of someone a bit older now and like being 20 and having to go through that sort of scrutiny that must have been overwhelming
2: it was it was pretty overwhelming like particularly given my background and my upbringing so like born and raised in port macquarie had a very humble quiet upbringing And was never touted as the next big thing or anything. Can kind of burst onto the scene. Around 18, won my first world title. Just turned 20 and went into that Olympics as the world champ. And uh, I remember, so I went over to China to swim the world championships. No one really expected much of me and caused a big upset. And became um, the first world champ for Australia in the 100 free. So 100 free is like the event. It's like like the 100-meter sprint. Yeah, it's the hot boy event. Yeah, Yeah. and whilst it's the big event, Australia's never been good at it. We've always been good at the long stuff. You think like Perkins, Hackett, Thorpe, we're always good at the long stuff. And so suddenly we went, oh, shit, we got a guy in the main event. And Mm. I think that kind of like snowballed everything Mm. a bit. Um, So went over to China, won that world title, and then went on a holiday afterwards with my mum and my little brother. We just went to Beijing and complete anonymity like no one knew who you were just won a world title but didn't really sink in flew home with mum and my little brother and we get off the plane at the international airport and there was just cameras everywhere and reporters with like mics in my face like bright lights flashing I was like oh shit like is this this is me now like and that was kind of like the before and after i can live my life normally and now i'm this guy that is expected to be a role model and uphold these standards and represent his country and there was a definite period in my life where it's like i can do whatever the f- i want yeah how um,
1: intense dude like 20 years of age is not old at all Well young. So, yeah, Dude young Incredibly young but, so, but, but how old were you at this When you came back from the world champs you 20 I just turned Just yeah, turned yeah, 20 yeah, yeah. And yeah. so that, What Olympics. did you do in that moment When you saw these cameras Were you, like, were you given? You weren't even tipped off That this was happening You said you gave the play. No, and go, oh.
2: Yeah yeah Like I, I, I guess Because I was in China And when we went to China They like made us switch off Our roaming and all this stuff Because they've got all these laws Weird Shout laws over there About what you can search On the internet and stuff And they're like Oh we got all the young yeah, boys in yeah, the yeah. swim team Like let's just chop this right? Yeah <laughs> that's, eyes, that's eyes up. Yeah, it's eyes <laughs> up. It's <That's> eyes up. <laughs> it's eyes up. Maybe Lee could t- learn a thing or two from <laughs> <that> sort <laughs> of politics. Yeah, and uh, so I hadn't been reading or watching or hearing anything, which was like pure ignorant bliss. Mm. And uh, so apparently, what happened? They had that world champs. It was the first year we'd gone from Channel Nine prime time to one HD. Remember that shitty yep. channel? Yeah, that yeah, yeah, TV, yeah, Oh, the sports. We talked about that the other what day. We were actually talking enough. about with Joel. Um, yeah, I'm sure you can't. So swimming went to One HD, which was just the dumbest move mm. ever. Anyway, so they're putting swimming on late at night after like reruns of Mash, because by this time they've figured out that One HD is just tanked. Yeah, and then leading into the final of that hundred free, I'd swim a fast heat, fast semi and I was going in favorite for the final and they broadcast it live on channel 10 interrupted, I think neighbors or whatever it was like 7.30- Dr. Carl cheating on his missus again, we have to interrupt this broadcast. 7.30 channel 10, like the only race they broadcast live. So everyone ended up seeing it or heard about it. Mm. And uh, I I didn't know any of that and I got home and I was just like, whoa, like this is really different.
0: You're listening to All Talk with Hello Sport on SEN, all thanks to Neds. Whatever you bet on, take it to the Neds level. Gamble responsibly. This week, our guest is former Olympian James Magnusson. Were you given any tools or advice from from your management or from Swimming Australia or from like Australian Olympic Committee on how to deal with any of this or you like literally winging
2: it? Wing it. Yeah, winging it just by the seat of my pants. Like I remember, I did an interview or something, and uh, like hammed it up a bit. I think it was leading into the Olympic trials. I'm like, yeah, I'm I'm gonna swim fast or whatever. Mm. And uh, I remember Swimming Australia were like, yeah, all right, like you can play it down a bit, but. Whatever, like we love it. And then I swam like the fastest time ever in the hundred freestyle at that trials. So and you got the world record. Without the you remember they got the oh, suits the, pro suits Was yeah. this after that? Yeah, yeah. After the
0: suits. So well, yeah. the fastest time in the non yeah. so so super, super suit. Yeah. But the
2: super time still stood? Yeah. Stood, yeah. It's weird. Like, it's only just been broken. Right. So without the super suits, the fastest time ever was Van and Hoogenband. Remember him? Yes, I, do. I do. He did. Thorpe's great
1: nemesis. He beat yeah.
2: Thorpe in the 200 metre free yeah, in Sydney. Sydney. Yeah. yeah. He went 47.8 without the supersuit. Yeah. Then I come out without it and go 47.1. So, like, oh, wow. Blow it. Like, blow it way out. And so people are freaking out. And I got out of the water after that race, and Howie's there. Remember Howie? Howie of Howie
1: Games. Yeah. Fox, yeah, Howie. yeah.
2: Channel 10, Howie. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And we we do this interview and he goes just out of nowhere he goes, What have you got to say to the rest of the world? And puts some mic in my face. Yeah. And I'm like, Well and I'm in like just a post swim, you like jacked up. Jacked up and I'm like, Brace yourself.
1: Oh Oh! everyone's like And, uh, and oh, remember, shit. before
2: this, Swimming Australia said to me, like, oh, you know, maybe play it down a bit. <laughs> after that, they, like, got massive click-throughs on all these articles. The ratings went right up. Replays of the race went nuts. So Swimming Australia comes to me and go, you know what you did there after that race? They're like, we love it. Like, go for it. Let's ham this thing up. Let's go. Hard. Let's go.
0: Race yourself is and, good. Uh, it is good. It's it good. Is good, dude. It got is. me pumped up. But yeah. that,
2: like that moved the needle for swimming. It was probably the first time in a while where they're like, F- "We got, we yeah. got one here." Yeah. And so they started going like, yeah, this is this is it now. Like, let's push this narrative. So then I started feeling like a little bit of pressure of like, oh
1: shit, I said that before. Like now do I, I have to, to like keep ramping it up.
2: Yeah, it was just this really awkward spot I found myself in. And like I never felt comfortable in it, but it almost became a thing that I felt like I had to do when I was on camera or something like that. Yeah, yeah. And still to this day, people meet me and they're like, oh, that's like not what I expected. Like, I thought you were up yourself or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, yeah, like, it's two different things. And, yeah. and in Australia, we have a real problem understanding the difference between, like, confidence and arrogance. Like, you tread a fine line, you do. And I understand that. Like, at times, I'll admit arrogance took over from confidence. But I'm trying to be the fastest man in history. Like, f hell, if I can't.
1: I've got have a to, bit I got of to swing my dick a little bit. Yeah, <laughs> you're, also trying to, you're also
0: trying to let the rest of the world know that you're not to be f-
2: with
1: yeah, just, yeah, just yeah! Just from the fastest time in history. It's funny in though, the right? Because yeah, because like you do love it as the audience, or like if you're you know Swimming Australia, like you love what it brings. That you know brace yourselves and all that shit. But they don't—they're not forgiving if you don't back it up. It's basically like unless you win, dude.
2: Yeah, big time. And that—and it probably, you know, what it did that I didn't really realize. It like it put more pressure on me at the time. Yeah. But it also, a large portion of the population that wants to see the world burn, right? Oh yeah yeah. What it did was just Put me like Square in their crosshair So they're like We're just waiting For this guy to trip up Like (laughs) we're Like I reckon They'd pre-written the DMs And just sat on it And gone Let's just wait Until this guy slips up And then we'll hit enter And just go for it Yeah 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 You're listening to All Talk With Hello Sport And we're coming to you Thanks
1: to our good friends At Neds Take your betting To the Neds level And download the Fully loaded Neds app today But always gamble responsibly Our guest this week, as you may already know, is the one and only James the Missile Magnuson. Now, Missile, you said like the week after was one of the funnest times. Yeah. Did you not? When did the blow? When did the blowback start?
2: Oh, the blowback started straight away on pull deck. So, um, on pull deck. On pull deck. Yeah, so, yeah. So yeah. You set the scene. You've
0: just finished second by a split second.
2: Yeah, if memory serves, one one hundredth of a second. But to me, the time that I lost by, or that I got silver by it's never really been a factor because it's like you live and die by the sword. I've won races by that. I lose races by that. For me, I was just like, like I didn't get the result I wanted. And obviously like shattered, Mm. like completely shattered and completely shattered. But also like, 100 freestyles, that event. Uh, so it's the same uh, time frame as 400 metres running. So remember when you ran a 400, what you feel like at the end? Yep. It's Hell. like full exhaustion. yeah, mm. Nothing left. Like head spinning, you're so cool. I used to boot after them. Yeah. So it's the exact, exact right. same energy system. So you get out of the pool and you, you got nothing left. You're at your most vulnerable point you'll ever be at. And I remember I walked, I walked along the pool deck. I think it was Gian Rooney interviewed me. I can't even remember what was said there. And it probably wasn't the best. But then you walk off pool deck and you walk into what's called a mix zone, which is like a zigzagging, probably 200-meter walk of the world media. Just oh, going,
0: 200 oh. meters? Yeah, and London Dude. London
2: was big because London media is big, right? And it's, yeah. just, it's a hub. Every media outlet in the world has got a headquarters in London. And so you walk in it's just... So ah. this is how long after you finish the race? Like... 30 seconds, Whoa, a minute. Oh yeah. dude. And like so you don't foreign. even get a second to catch um, your you're still thoughts. Your swimmers. You're still puffing. You haven't had a chance to, like, absorb anything. And I'm like, right, I'm not going to speak to, like, any of the world media except Australia because that's kind of what we're told to do. And we've got a media manager that comes in and uh, he leads me through past the Americans or whatever, the British, blah, blah, blah. And then there's just a mass of Australian media there. So all the media that had been sent to the Olympics... For whatever sport had come on this night, right? This was the night and mm. so they're there and their pens are sharpened. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and yeah, I walk yeah. up to the media and I'm talking like think of all your big name rugby league journos right now that you see on TV yeah. that you hear from regularly. They're all there front and center. Really? All the current rugby league journals. Danny Widler, Kenty, Buzz All of them. Ready. All of them. And they they know jack shit about swimming. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. but you know what they're like.
1: Missile, why are you such a loser, mate? What's going on? Yeah. Ah!
2: Yeah. You know what they're like. Yeah. And the first question I get, how does it feel to have just let down your country? Oh, oh! no. From from wow. one of, if, if not probably the most prominent rugby league writers right now. No. Wow. And uh, I'll tell you. I'll tell you. All, uh, <laughs> but yeah, you can, wow. you can have your guesses. Wow. And I'm just like, I'm trying to absorb what's just happened in my own head. The fact that I just, I haven't won the race that I wanted to win. Did I feel like up until then I'd let down my country? Or had I even had time to think about that? Probably not. But I remember just my heart just going like, oh. <laughs> like, dude, <laughs> oh. what a dagger to put in.
0: Dude, that yeah. is
1: so brutal yeah yeah that's yeah. beyond there's like such an uh, a departure from compassion to ask that question of someone who's yeah
2: like yeah 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 and I, I spoke about the other week on um on senator we're doing the crunch time and so often and, and now I'm in the media world a little bit I, I hear so often now from journalists they're like oh I had to obviously I had to ask that you know and sometimes it's like, didn't. did you? <laughs> no, like, nah, did you yeah. have to go that angle? Yeah. Like, there's so many angles in, in in any given interview.
1: You also still got silver. Yeah, yeah, like,
0: which is can, a big deal.
2: Yes,
1: yeah,
0: silver is a massive yeah. deal. You lost by a bee's dick. We've been over it. Maybe like you Dude, know so how epic. you feeling? Are you disappointed? Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah How, yeah. Are, you how are you feeling? Yeah. As opposed to you let down the nation Because I give you the hot tip uh, You didn't You know what I mean? It's not, not like the whole nation's yeah, going yeah, yeah. Oh my God, what's he done? Yeah. Because
1: Cancel Christmas On the flip
0: side <laughs> On the flip side Like if you want to spin it a different way There's plenty of silver medalists That we just can't get enough of and when like Jane Saville, she got disqualified, comes back and wins like a bronze at the at like four four years later. Yeah, everyone's yeah, yeah. loving it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Jane, yeah.
2: yes, the yeah. bronze. Yeah. So, so did you, what did you did you respond in that? Did that like? You, did you feel yourself being pissed off? Is it just like? Oh, you I'm know? so pissed. Yeah. And I think my interviews reflected it. Like I was pissed. Yeah. And I think I was pretty short, and eventually just walked off and stopped talking, and that probably gave them even more mo than if I had have just like straight batted it. And uh, I remember, like, I, I spoke to my manager after, it and I was like, I'll never speak to that guy again for the rest of my life. Why well, have you? I, I've i spoken to him of recent because we've crossed paths. I wouldn't say, uh, like, we buried the hatchet. I, I don't even know if he remembers what he said. I don't reckon he does because he says some pretty scat stuff on a regular basis. Mm. But, but, um, i getting some ideas of who it might be. But I no longer hold ill feeling, put it that way. Mm. I, um, I thought I could hold a grudge for life, but I can't. And sometimes now I just kind of laugh at the sensationalism of some of the stuff he says and can yeah. take it for what it is.
0: You're listening to All Talk with Hello Sport on SEN. All thanks to Ned's. Whatever you bet on, take it to the Ned's level. Gamble responsibly. This week, our guest is former Olympian James
1: Magnuson.
2: Did you have to work through that shit? How long did that take to work through, like, all of that? So for me, so, so the, the fallout for London and then the stuff that came after London, so straight, straight off the back of London was still Knox Gate. And that the was still not like six. Bomb. Still. Still, still not six.
0: Yeah, so the four by one hundred meter font relay was after your your individual event.
2: No, four by one relay is the first event of the meet.
0: Oh, it's first. Yeah, yeah. So when is that? All that still knock stuff like broken.
2: About, uh, oh, broken. Like uh, when's so, it comes so, out? So the Olympics are in about August. The still knock stuff comes out in about January. So it takes a few months for that to leak out. Okay. Yeah. Oh, it comes so out like quite a lot, longer. quite a while after. So the Stillnox incident actually occurs probably three, maybe four weeks before the Olympics. Oh, really? Before oh, they the Olympics. made out like it was the night before. So we go to a training camp in Manchester, and they basically say you can go to the pool, to the hotel, and back to the pool, and that is your life for the next three, four weeks leading into the Olympics and you're not allowed out to you know go shopping or do like anything social like this is our training camp it's real serious and it's a bit of a wig out it's like I'm trying to be this normal person yeah. not thinking about the fact I've got the biggest race of my life coming up but you're just like anyway a couple of the older boys sit down a couple of us younger boys and go "Oi, listen this is the go in starting back in like the Sydney Olympics or something like this, the boys on the swim team, particularly the men's four by 100 freestyle relay have bonded by having a night on the still knocks. And I'm like, what on earth is still knocks? Never heard of this in my life. They're like, mate, you take a couple of still knocks, you stay awake, and things get weird. <laughs> and I'm like, and now it's done, mate. <laughs> yeah. And, and the, the reason being that it's still knocks is no hangover, no effect on training, play on the next day, go to training, swim, nobody knows any different. This is only my second year on the team. And I'm like, oh, the older guys are accepting me in here. Like they've asked me to come and do still knocks with them. Like,
1: it's such a it's such a funny. Like
2: this is like <laughs> yeah, they've asked me to come and do still knocks. So I'm like, I'm in. Yeah, like I'm one of the boys. Even though I was like the poster boy of the whole team, you still it's just part of being a young guy, right? You're yeah. always searching for acceptance mm. and trying to belong. And I'm like, oh, this is my moment. Like mm. I belong in the team now because the older boys have asked me yeah. to come and take still knocks. <laughs> so <laughs> so we, go, we go and they lock us in this room and we take still knocks. And it gets a bit weird, but I'm not that weird. Like a bit of wrestling, a um, few prank calls. It could have got boy way stuff. worse. Yeah, and this, boy, this boy is boy a shit. story that's never actually got out there, but it's pretty funny. So I'll, I'll give you the exclusive. It could have no. got way worse. So we're in, uh, we're in one of the other boys' rooms, and one of the boys goes, "Wait, let's go out, let's go clubbing," oh. and we're like, "Yeah, let's do it." So we, the guy whose room we're in, we go through his luggage and we get like fully dressed up, and we're like, "Yeah, we're going clubbing," and then at one point, someone goes. No, 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 that's a bad idea. And then f- everyone must have forgotten about it. I woke up the next day in the in that other guy's clothes, so we were ready to go. <laughs> oh. If we hit the nightclubs in Manchester, full to the brim on still um, Knocks, then it could have got like, oh, real hairy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude. So in the grand scheme of things, you think about it. It was six, six guys locked in a room. Uh, I was in bed that night by, uh, I assume around midnight, woke up the next day, trained, and I was like, yep, yeah, that was mad. I'm one of the boys now. They've basically initiated me mm. into the team. Probably so it was never. A, a beat up. Yeah, never hear about it again, right? So I get back to Australia after the Olympics and I'm getting pumped for not winning gold. Like, absolutely pumped. I'm like, whoa, this is hectic. Do you a have to like stay where, inside your house. Yeah, you there, there was a own. point there where I was feeling like really self conscious and I was like, I don't feel very comfortable going outside because, um, like, I know people are judging me and. Anyway, I go home for Christmas. So I'm like, yeah, I've like sailed the course. I've roughed it out and I'm good. And then I go to this training camp in Caloundra. And uh, at the time, me and the other boys in the squad were pretty into PlayStation. We were playing Call of Duty Black Ops at the time mm-hmm. online, training yeah. in the morning, pumping cod, training at night. We train that morning We're pumping cod and my manager rings me. And he's like mate i don't know what's i don't know what it is but there's a massive story about to break about you can you tell me what you've done and i'm like what there's a massive story he's like mate i don't know what it is i've just had a tip off from a journalist this is going to be the biggest news story in the country and i'm like whoa <laughs> and, and he's like what have you done and i'm like "Shit!" and i'm like thinking out back over my nights out and i was like i do not know it. like i cannot pinpoint it and he's like mate i'm warning you now like saddle up something big is coming <laughs> oh and i'm God. like oh shit and i'm up in calandra so i'm away from my support network like my manager's back here got no family or anything with me we go and train that afternoon and as we're swimming, all these massive vans start pulling up outside the pool with the massive towers on them that shows live broadcast. And I'm like, oh, God. Like and what? you still you don't, you don't even know. I don't know that it's a still not thing because in my head it's nothing. Yeah. Like I've kind of put that to the side the next day and never thought about it again. Mm. And I, I, I don't know what it is. And uh, by the time we finished training, they've obviously come from Brisbane, Gold Coast, everywhere up to the Sunshine Coast. There's just media everywhere just standing outside the pool. I remember my coach like hustling me through this scrum of media to get to the car, like those feral reporters that chase you along to the car, like sticking the mic in your face. And they start saying like, still knocks, like, you know, you disrupted the team. Did you do this? Did you do that? And I'm like trying to like kind of understand what's happening. But at the same time, like get the hell out of there. Yeah, we drive back to the hotel, and my manager rings me. He's like, "Mate, you're gonna have to come back to Sydney. Like, we gotta, we gotta deal with this." And I'm like, "What?" And he's like, "You got to tell me everything. Like, what did you guys do? Like, they're saying basically you disrupted the whole Australian swim team, um, all this stuff." And I'm like, "What? Like, I don't." And then they're going, "You're out drinking on Stillnox, Red Bull. Didn't care about your results. Partying before oh, the Olympics." God. Jesus I'm like, man, this is not what happened at all. And does then, that uh, do your head in? Where you like? Oh, it this does just my head in. To this day, like, to this day, like when someone asks about it, because in their head they've like this was this hectic thing that the boys got up to, and they I'd think it must it. be this yeah. big crazy story, and it's pretty boring, really. Yeah. And so again, no one else in the swim team didn't have anything to do with anyone else in the swim nah, team? like a couple of prank calls right, prank to rooms yeah. Yeah, right. at like 9pm. Okay. You
0: listen to All Talk on senator we're Hello Sport, and we're talking to the missile, James Magnuson. This, it's considerably more boring than I thought.
2: I thought it was the night before the event. I know. There's so many different stories. and uh, It's
1: two weeks out from the goddamn Three. Old,
2: three weeks. Yeah, out. and the, the way it panned out was, again, because I was the name at the time, they're like, boom. Magnussen did it And I sat through Like they put us out In a press conference Like that, I don't know if you remember it They sat us up all six of us live on this press conference Mm. and broadcast it live on TV where the media just went nuts asking us like all this stuff. And they were actually calling that this was pre Stephen Dank. They were saying, this is the darkest day in Australian sport. And I was like, the darkest day. Yeah. 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 And then of course, because it's still knocks, it's a prescription drug. People start saying like drug cheat, stuff like that. Just got real weird. And the hardest thing is like, so I sat there quiet through all of it. Right. And just Mm. took my medicine. At any given point I could have come out and said, Yeah, the older boys on the team like gave me I'd never heard of Still before, but I was like, that's not how I've been raised. I was like, I got to cop this. Yeah. And because I was the that name. Because I was the name, they sent it in on me. And the older guys who suggested it, who gave us the stuff sat there quietly as I just got like pumped in this really? press conference. And Do you was, resent them for that? At the time I didn't even think about it. It wasn't until uh, some stuff happened on the swim team later on and younger boys on the team were getting in a bit of trouble and stuff. And I was like, as, as one of the older guys on the team, you you, not a mentor, but you're like, hey, boys, like, this is how you can cope with it. This is what you can do. And I looked, I looked back on that moment for earlier in my career and I was like, whoa, like some of those guys, I thought they were my mates. They kind of left me a, to hang to, to hang out and dry there. Dogger, and so that was a bit that was a bit rough. But the the hardest thing was right, going like seeing your, your grandparents or something after that, and they're like, "Oh, we read this article in the paper that you're a drug cheat or you've been abusing drugs or something like that," and you're like, "Oh." couldn't be any further from the truth that's not who I am or what I'm about but how do you explain that to your grandparents and you just feel like kind of like you've let people down Mm. that was the main feeling I was like oh I really feel like I've let my family down by having done this but now I look back on in the grand scheme of things I'm like that was nothing like why do I feel like why did I feel ashamed of that at the time that's nothing Mm. I was just trying to fit in and be one of the boys so it's literally nothing like, it's nothing. such a non-event. It's yeah. such a non-event.
0: Yeah, yeah, And yeah. what's frustrating is that part of you believes this too, that the journos writing all those articles and, like, you know, smashing into the earth, at the fundamental level, they probably go, well, this, there's nothing to this. But
1: oh, yeah. That, of course. That, what is that? Yeah, that yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah but we've got to make this something to... to and oh, still not? Yeah, whatever. Yeah.
2: Like, I got up to far worse last night, but... It's yeah, and for whatever problem. reason, we hold swimmers to a different standard. Like, if that's rugby league... Who cares? We don't this write about us. It. Like, hold my beer. Yeah. But swimming, they're like, all right, these guys are role models. Like, these guys are held to a different standard, so they, they they go real hard.
0: You're listening to All Talk with Hello Sport on SEN. All thanks to Neds. Whatever you bet on, take it to the Neds level. Gamble responsibly. This week, our guest is former Olympian James Magnusson. How were you when you got to the next Olympics? Like, how far behind you was the 2012 shit show, the Stewenock stuff? Yeah. Like, were you? Did you feel like a new swimmer, new man, or did you still sort of carry the uh,
2: past? A bit? Hard one. So I went on this hectic run after London, where I went like three years without getting beaten basically because you just won the world champs won the world mm-hmm. champs won the commies was just like winning everything swimming crazy times and i was like this is not my redemption story i don't really like that word but i was like i'm gonna write a couple of wrongs here at this next olympics i'm just going boom 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 boom, boom ticking off everything and for that first year after the Olympics, I used, uh, I don't know, like the circle the wet wagons mentality, like it's us against the world type thing. And that mm-hmm. worked. Des Hasler uses that all the Des time. Des Hasler uses it. Yeah. It worked, It probably worked for like a year leading into that world champs. And then I win the world champs. So I'm like, yep. Back where I'm Is that a big to-
0: to everyone? A bit. Yeah.
2: yeah, yeah, yeah. A bit, a bit. And it was just, but it, I also needed to reconfirm in my own head, like that I was the best. Like I started to question after London I was like, ooh, like, am I? The best, or did I falter there? Like, did something? Looking back on it now, the race that I did in London was still a really good race, and it would have won any other Olympics up until then. It would have even won the Olympics after that. But just on that day, there was someone better, and it is what it is, right? Mm. What can you do? But at the time, I started thinking like, "Oh, did I falter there, or like, you know, am I not the best?" And then, so when I won that world champs, so I was like, "Yep, yeah, right." Reconfirmed in my head, I'm the best. No, all good. We're back on track. Tr- on track, and then just kept winning everything, and then. Um, about a year out from the the Olympics, maybe a bit under, um, my shoulder just starts like going all like screwy. And I'm like, are you the best in the world at this point? Yeah, Yeah. Best in the world. Um, and haven't been beaten in like three years, so everyone's like, that He's on track." Have, that
1: must be a feeling being undefeated for
2: three. It's years. a feeling, yeah. People were starting to say like "white caviar" and stuff like that. <laughs> oh, the white yeah.
1: caviar, dude! That's a that's a nickname. Dude, dude that's that some nicknames. That's always better than that's a
2: Yeah, I've had a lot of nicknames oh, over dude, the years. I guess I it, swimming that. just lends itself to nicknames. Yeah. Right? Are you the
0: world record? Forget the super suit era, which doesn't count. I'm Obviously, are you the still like the world's best time at this point? At that point, yeah, yeah. What is that feeling like to know that
2: you are literally oh. a
0: swimmer of all time It's a wig out It's like the biggest the wig out
2: ever Yeah yeah So I always tell this story To kids when I do Like clinics and stuff With kids So when I was 16 I won the Australian Champs For the first time As a 16 year old From Port Macquarie And I went to Wet n Wild With my mum and dad After <laughs> Nice And uh, we're at Wet n Wild And I go Dad Mum How crazy is this There's no 16 year old kid Here at Wet n Wild Today that could beat me In a swimming race Like wherever we go In Australia There's no 16 year old boy That could beat me In a swimming race And dad's like Mate that's unbelievable. Like you've done so well. Yeah. And then I remember standing on the block on the dais at the world champs, having just won the world title. And like, I just had full flashback to this. I couldn't even picture it sitting in the car. At Wet went wild with mum and dad. And it's like, there's nobody in the world that could beat me in a swimming race. And to nobody. the point of, there's no one in history that could ever have beaten me in a swimming race. That's and so it's like, wild. Poor, <laughs> like it's such a wig out. Hey? Yeah. Because yeah. you don't change as a person. You still feel like the kid from Paul Macquarie that nobody knows. And you're like, like, what the hell? Yeah. Like, nobody in the world in history could have beat me in a swimming race. And it's just, and that's the nature of the event, right? When you do sprint freestyle, you're the fastest swimmer. it, it It's a complete, like, complete and wig out. And I still can't get my head around yeah. it. Yeah yeah like if you said to me what's the proudest moment of your career it would be that at one point i was the fastest swimmer to have ever lived to have ever lived
0: in human history that is weird hey that That sounds weird even now
2: it's like an outer body like what the yeah
1: listen to tom and eddie we are from the hello sport podcast the show you're listening to is all talk and we're having a chat with the one and only james the missile magnuson now missile is that a weird transition then when you did retire yeah
2: transitioning was really tough um from swimming um think swimming and again it was probably a product of my career and stuff but I had like I was surrounded by people and I swam that was like when you retire we'll do this for you we'll do that you'll get a job here you'll be the face of this face of that and then I retired and uh, you have a bit of downtime, like a couple of months or whatever, and then I'm like, "All right, like, let's let's do some of this stuff." And people are like, "Oh, well, oh well, no, like that wasn't actually a thing. like people disappear." Uh, okay. And you're like, "Oh, so you just wanted me to come to like your events and your dinners and meet your mates, and you didn't actually have any opportunities." Mm um tire kickers yeah yeah and you uh, i think you get a lot of that in individual sports and you don't have a club there to support you Mm. there is no you know head of well-being at the football club who sort of eases you into retirement or gives you opportunities for further work or study it's just like boom all right today i don't have to get up at 4 30 what does the rest of my life look like jarring yeah so what did you do so now i've got my own gym yep um I, i just opened i own a gym equipment company that supplies to commercial gyms and home gyms which went crazy during covid because obviously everyone wanted a home gym yeah um i run swim clinics did for, you start
1: sorry did you start that before covid and then COVID just hit before the life? first
2: covid yeah yeah it was, yeah it was good timing it was good timing and like i was learning about business on the fly a bit it's, until you've started your own business you don't really know what the hell you're doing mm-hmm. yeah so that was interesting Then i run swim clinics for swim clubs particularly in country areas um um, on weekends, I feel pretty passionate about giving back to the country and um, kind of teaching them things that. Uh, bush swimmers. I bush swimmers. Yeah, yeah. So basically, just like did all that stuff myself. I was like, do your own thing. like, So um, doing that. And I'm working at the moment on um, a couple of learn to swim schools, like bricks and mortar learn to swim schools, and I do the SEN stuff. Write for News Corp. um, Yeah, swimming related. Behind enemy lines. (laughs) Yeah, big time. Yeah, yeah, gone in there. Yeah. Commies was really interesting. Like, I had to, like, I was getting asked to write some articles about some of the stuff that was going on, obviously. I wanted to know about this. Yeah. Love triangles.
0: Given what you went through. How did you approach the love triangle fiasco?
2: Yeah, so I was speaking to Kyle all the way. he a friend of yours or just Yeah, a, yeah. I mean, fellow swimmer. We're not super we're not super close, but I'd say he's a friend and also knowing what I've been through, like I'd like to kind of help out where I can and just give a little bit of a, a pep up where mm. possible, if particularly in that case where he was going through a tough time. But I was in like this weird position where I was supposed to be writing about Cody and Kyle and Emma. And I'm only a couple of years or I'm four years retired now, but I also know them personally and I also know what's going on and like, it's, yeah, weird. Swimming always has, and you know,
1: rightly or wrongly, it always has some pretty juicy love triangles. Like there's been love triangles in the past. Yeah. Yeah. You know? There's has well, there's Sullivan been breakups, and Steph, Steph and yeah, um, Steph and Ayman,
2: There was um, uh, Emily Seabomb and Mitch Larkin, and, and Mitch they Larkin. were on like Better Homes and Gardens or something. Yes. And then he, he played up on her or something like that. Yeah, that's right. There's always got some juicy messy. stuff.
1: But and then, but like you add this one, like it or not, was the most juicy because it's you a have big Cody Walker Simpson. 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 Jesus. I <laughs> Every time Over here buddy yeah. Cody Simpson into it You know what I mean You, yeah, add, yeah, yeah. you add You know A bit of that Bieber well, fever you, in you there You put some yeah.
0: Bieber fever in there Some Bieber Bieber
2: Bieber It's you you know, next level Yeah it's You next put that level. shit in there Well what it does is So I, I had to write about it From a sports perspective But you throw in a Cody Simpson And suddenly You got the gossip journos Yeah Like mm. right. It's got, some daily it. mail it's, got it. It. it's got some daily mail It's got some buzz feed or you know those yeah yep. who will grab a headline at whatever cost. So plenty um, of tabloid about it. Yeah, yeah. Which you know what? And and swimming Australia will realise this in hindsight and, and the swimmers involved will realise this in hindsight. It's all positive for swimming. It's good for business. It's- all good for business and that was what I was trying to write like regardless of what you think about this and, and it's something I said to Kyle as well like let's say Cody Simpson brings an extra worldwide million people million eyeballs to it that's a million people who before that didn't didn't have any idea who Kyle Chalmers was mm. they, they'd never heard of him now whether they love him hate him don't care they know when they hear the name Kyle Chalmers they're like oh yeah that's that swimmer mm. so regardless of how it felt at the time and, and it always feels like a storm at the time and you you know it's all consuming but when you sit back and look at the bigger picture it's actually a positive because there's now another million people out there who know who Kyle Chalmers is and he went on to win his race so they're like oh Kyle Chalmers is a mad dog he's Hmm. He's the 100 freestyle champion yeah. yeah
0: what did you is is this just does it sort of give you a bit of ptsd like is it just a media beat up and you sort oh. of see similarities
2: between this time and last time or do you is there a bit yeah more to it? a little bit i think maybe people like journos called it on swimming a little bit since then probably it's sad like i don't think swimming gets the headlines it, it does anymore right like mm. which was it's probably fair yeah yeah a good and a bad thing at the time like in some ways i was probably like last of era, like I was the back end of Thorpe, Hackett, you know Susie O'Neill, Susie, even Steph Rice was still around when I first came through. Liesel, Liesel Jones, mm. Libby, Libby Trickett, yeah, yeah, Libby, Libby was a big name, yeah. Mm.
1: Nee Lenton, Nee
2: Lenton, <laughs> yeah. I kind yeah. of remember her more as Libby Lenton. Hey? <laughs> yeah, it's got more of a, the, oh, I'm the a oh, I'm a Trickett. I'm a, a Trickett. I'm a Lenton. I'm a Lenton.
1: Uh, uh, look, I, I mean, I'm probably Lenton, but I'm also Trickett. Yeah. And then you've got Yana Pittman, Rawlinson Pittman, not a swimmer, <laughs> not a swimmer, not a swimmer, <laughs> <laughs> <a swim-up>, but worth repeating, Pittman then Rawlinson then back then to back, Pittman then back to Pittman where yeah, is yeah. she now I think she's she, back she, to Pittman she's Pittman she was Pittman Pittman Rawlinson and then back to Pittman well mate thank you very much for coming in this has been awesome thank genuinely you. really enjoyed it and great to meet loved you loved it
2: mate um, your gym how to find the gym oh I can just check us out on socials yeah. Tribe Marrickville um, so I've got Tribe 2204 that's a postcode of Marrickville Jump down we had uh, the producer from Joel and Fletcher's show in the other day oh yeah whipped him into shape so yeah come on down to Marrickville if you're in the area bloody oath if you want to get yoked if you want to get want to yoked. Get exactly.